Welcome to part two of our Selection Sunday podcast extravaganza. I'm Luke Near, your host, alongside Guthrie Alexander, Taylor Pilkington, and Mike Jaffe. Vegas Mike, what am I talking about? He'll be there in a matter of days in a sports book without a shower or a shave. Sweating it out. Or <laughs> Chain anything besides cigarettes. a bunch of slips in his pockets. Yeah, that's yeah. right, which I'll be live tweeting. You can follow I me at uh, ACCBballDGens. I'll be live tweeting yeah. the whole thing. It could get messy if you see any blood or sweat or tears on those uh, betting slips. Don't judge me. I was going to say. Like it's, all, it's all in good fun. In the deposition for the eventual court case, that Twitter feed will be Exhibit, <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> Present you with My, at ACCBballDGens. Mike is breathing some life in to my gambling right now because I, he is bringing Guthrie life and i Guthrie and i have had a bad week or a bad month but now you're telling us these lines as they trickle in on the on the field and it's it's got me really excited yeah it's so, in a bad it's way. so exciting like, i might go take out a loan mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. let's get back to it we're going to preview the east if you missed part one we went over the south and the west regions in the ncaa tournament so we're going to go on to the east where north carolina is the number one seed i believe they're the Number two seed overall, correct? Yeah. In the tournament. I think, yeah. I think so. And they will start with Florida Gulf Coast or FDU. Dunk Florida City. Gulf Coast, the the favorite of rounds one and two or two and three. It used to be two and three two years ago, right? Two years ago was when they made their little dance to the 16. Yes. Correct? 2013. Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> three, years, three ago. years ago. Whatever. It was two or three years ago. Let's not get caught up on the details here, okay? (laughs) Okay, North Carolina cruises, and don't bet on this because the line's going to be way lopsided. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a line yet, obviously, because they don't have an opponent, but whoever it is, it's going to be be way too high for anyone to want to bet on. Um, You know, they they don't actually even usually offer money lines on these games, um, just so people... Are aware, you know, I've I've heard people say, "Oh, well, just bet a thousand dollars and you'll make, you know, sixty bucks. It'll be the easiest sixty bucks you ever no, they made." Don't do that. The sports books often do not offer money lines on mm. uh, these games. Uh, for all Counterpoint: Florida Gulf Coast <laughs> to cover slash win if you can get the money line. But yeah, you like them just based oh, on the yeah. history. Oh, can yeah. you if you can name two players right now without looking at that iPad? I will, I will, I will bet a five hundred dollar bet for any any team you want while we're there. While I'm there. Well, it looks like you're gonna get a nice dinner at a five hundred dollar steakhouse. You get to keep that money. <laughs> Did not expect you to call me out like that. Well done, Mike. Uh, USC Providence is the eight nine in the East. USC was turning into a little bit of a analyst favorite team, or. A team, well, they were in the pack 12, first of all, so that automatically gives you a lot of love from the media. Conference of Champions. I don't understand why. I still don't understand the fascination with the pack 12 by the basketball media, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't either, honestly, but I mean, East Coast bias. Do they? Do you all understand why everyone thinks the pack 12 is fantastic? Like what good teams does the Pac-12 have? Oregon, uh, and uh, Cal, Arizona, Cal, Cal's good. Cal and Arizona, are yeah, good but Cal. I don't believe in that teams. Utah team. Do you believe in Utah? I don't believe in Utah. Yeah, you know, we can get Yaco to this Pirtle. later because Mike loves Utah. I yeah, think. I, d- I do really. And like I Utah, also kind of which... agree with you. I'm not a huge. I used to, but now no, I don't think they're. Yeah, we can get into it a little bit later. And Arizona, they're like Joe Flacco. They're good, but are they elite? <laughs> we're, we're, picking, really. we're picking we're picking Arizona out against Wichita, or you are, Wichita State. Somebody's picking Wichita State or Arizona, right? I am. Yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah. See, so, so yeah, you are too. Yeah. So you can't love Arizona that much. 
No, I'm just telling you the good teams in the Pac-12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Arizona's good. I'm saying teams who are like good, good. Like you like, think Arizona's like good? If they're good, they'll make the Sweet 16. Um. Yeah, they're they're that good. Oh, okay, yeah, you're missing the point. <laughs> okay, obviously I am. <laughs> We're going real right, deep well, here. Let me let me tell you the USC USC Providence here uh, eight nine matchup. This is your first game where you actually have a uh, a nine seed as the a Vegas favorite. Currently, Providence is a minus two and a half point favorite over uh, USC for this game. Mm. Um, so with that in mind. Guthrie Alexander, what do you think? Who do you like here in this uh, matchup of Providence and USC? Do you like Chris Dunn? I love Chris Dunn. I, I do I've too. been I've been a fan of this Providence team all season, honestly, and I I love Chris Dunn. He's fallen off a little bit as the season has come along, mm-hmm. but they seem tired, right? But, they don't they don't play that many guys, right? Yeah, they're they're another one of those pretty yeah. thin teams, but they right. have tremendous talent. Uh, Bentel is is. Just like a great, a great big man mm-hmm. to compliment Chris Dunn. And honestly, Rodney Bullock probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves on that team. He was injured, I think, last year. And um, they, they were kind of projecting him to be one of the stars coming into the season. And, uh, you know, he's, he's played well, but certainly he has taken a backseat to Chris Dunn. Well, they were fantastic right. in the non-conference, but it was not quite, you know, a treacherous non-conference. It was very easy. The mm-hmm. two games they lost, which were bad losses, I think, were the Marquette games. That Those were the ones that scared me and made me think, eh. And then they started tailing off. And then the rest of their losses are all explainable. They lost to Villanova twice. They lost to, let's see, Seton Some Hall twice, Xavier sa- yeah. yeah. twice. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, not really many bad losses twice. besides from the Marquette ones, which uh, I think they should have taken those. But, they know. did They did beat Arizona earlier in the year. Talk about Pac-12 mm-hmm. team. Uh, well, some of us think Arizona are terrible, so, you know. Well, <laughs> you know what, guys? you got to have a story, matter. right, when you're filling out a bracket. You have to have a story. That's my motto. And my story this year is going to be an anti-Pac-12 story. I'm going with an anti-Pac-12 narrative, so I'm picking Providence here. Okay. I'm going with the storyline. All right. Nice. I'm going against the grain, the grain of the college basketball talking head media Pac-12 love fest goons. All right. Goons. Ooh. Feel free to chime in, anybody else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is just not me talking I, I feel like this game is a great test of your, you know, that people always talk about you want the team with the best player on the floor. And I think Chris, Chris Dunn, Dunn will be the best, player on the, the best player on the floor. Yeah. But certainly, I mean, the supporting cast of Providence, I think USC has a better team, a better really? team as a whole. I mean, yeah, they're very they're they're very balanced. They're very hmm. they've got a lot of guys who are high percentage three point shooters. And um they're a very good three point shooting team as a whole, and that's a big part of their offense. Um now Providence does a very good job at limiting three-point shots and mm-hmm. uh, closing out on those shooters, so it's going to be tough. Um, you know, like I said, USC was getting a lot of buzz at the end of the season, but I'm looking at it, and I didn't realize how much they struggled down the stretch. They did. Yeah, they, they had a bad back half of the season. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Then where did all the buzz come from? Because well, there was buzz around this team recently. Well, you've been hearing a lot about Chris Dunn this entire time because he's a 
No, USC. Oh, I'm sorry, USC. Oh, you're talking about USC. Not, oh, okay. No, not, sorry, not Providence. I'm talking about USC. I think towards the end of the year, a lot of the buzz was about how they were kind of crumbling. Uh, they had some They had some good wins early. I mean, they did beat Yale. They did beat Wichita State. They lost a close game to Xavier, and you know people like to harp on that Monmouth uh, two-game stretch. Yeah, wow, I didn't played. realize they lost to Monmouth. Yeah. Monmouth yeah, they beat lost like Monmouth. everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and US- they're just fun to watch their bench celebrate. So why yeah. didn't they make the tournament? <laughs> yeah. Right? USC lost what six of nine down the stretch. Uh, they also beat Monmouth. I want to remind you. They that did. Too. They did beat Monmouth. Oh yeah, um, they played them twice. Yeah, interesting. That yeah, that is interesting. I, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, but US- whoever schedules Monmouth, who does Monmouth schedule, should get a prize. Yeah, they USC's did a good job. three point shooting let them down late in the season. A little, little bit of loss of legs. I think. I think you're traditionally your shooting teams tend to struggle. Um, later in the season, I think that's what happened to USC. I think uh, what will hurt them most will be the cross-country trip to Raleigh, uh, where they're going to have to play Providence. Um, I also like Providence in this game. And they also got crushed four out of their last five games in the regular season. And I mean crushed. Mm-hmm. Right, they lost to Utah by 11. They lost to Stanford by 20. Yeah. And then they lost to Cal by 22. That is not good. That is not, that Luke is feeling Providence here, and he is going with Providence. <laughs> that was the third person. That was your third person. I know, yeah. Third you person like Luke. I had not. I'm glad that only on Selection Sunday do we hear a third person. Luke. That's right. I had so to, had we're until episodes right? 18. <laughs> Providence, all this Providence. Yeah, I'd have to take Providence here. Mike, do we have a line on this game? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, I said it earlier. It's um, minus two and a half. Uh, minus two and a half for Providence. Okay. So like we it. are with the public on this one. Okay. Next game on. The East chart that is in front of my eyes. Indiana and Chattanooga. The 5-12. I have already picked my 5-12 upset, but none of you have. So, any takers? Uh, I kind of like Chattanooga. Um, but I, I haven't looked at this game, honestly, deeply enough. I think it's a surprise that Indiana fell all the way to a 5 seed after winning the Big Ten yeah. regular season. Yeah. Man, that, that's surprising. The Big Ten... Quick side note: The Big Ten kind of got shafted mm-hmm. on on this selection Sunday. Like, yeah, Purdue right, fell to a five two. Yeah, wow. How was Purdue a five? And Michigan State didn't get a one. Like, yeah, that was supr- most that surprising to me. May, yeah, maybe I understand the most surprising. Purdue falling because they didn't really finish out the season as well as most people had hoped. Indiana kind of game. had a lot going against them because early on in the season they had losses like to Wake Forest that people did not expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, yeah I would have put Michigan State on the one line instead of Oregon. Yeah, I mean, because I'm yeah. following my narrative. Yeah, my anti-Pac-12 <laughs> narrative. I I would agree with you. I think. Okay, uh, Indiana, I'm taking them. Taking the Hoosiers. Coming off a loss, I think they rebound and get it done against Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, the I, offense I know offense is too much for Chattanooga. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you have a really quick guard who could do things, that's generally helpful in the first round. Like quick guards who can get to the rim. And cause problems are going to do well in the first round, generally speaking. I mean, Chattanooga's defense is their strength, and it's not good enough to stop Indiana. Right, right. I mean, Chattanooga is a pace of play team, Um, so I I don't see it. Yeah, long possession length on defense, but yeah. yeah. Let's let's remind everyone how well Indiana did in the Big Ten, also in the regular season for the Big Ten. Well, they were your conference champions. Well, not the tournament champions, but your regular season champs. And how many losses did they have? Like three? Three losses. Only three losses. Yeah. And I'll, I'll yeah. say right now Indiana is a minus 10-point favorite uh, for the game. 
and that currently all the action that has come in through, um, looks like this is reporting from Westgate, is uh, actually have these numbers up right now. 96% of action is going on Tennessee Chattanooga at plus 10. Interesting. Wow. Early money on Chattanooga. Yeah. Wow. And this is, I mean, it's only been up for, you know, 34 minutes. So. Mm. Well, all right then. Yeah, just that is, that so is we know. Something to mull over. I think Indiana could be a, you could get some, maybe not in the first round, but you can get some value going forward because people, I think they've been kind of slept on. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of just how good they people are. People see Tom Green, they see the face, and some memories come back. Right. Especially yeah. with who they're going to have to play in the second round, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Looking at the next matchup Kentucky and Stony Brook. Uh, my, man, my man, Jameel Warney. Made the tournament and got a lot of press. Sea Wolves, you love the Sea Wolves. Yeah, I love the Sea Wolves <laughs> when they played uh, Notre Dame. Uh, please go back and check out episode four, where it, with it's me, uh, my like, eating crows. Yeah, my you're, eating you're like, crows. Cover. The, when they were, I think, uh, eight point dogs against Notre Dame, I was like, "There's no way Zach August can cover Jameel Warney." Uh, they won by twenty two. Notre <laughs> Dame did, and I was very upset. Uh, but I'd take that match up today. <laughs> I'd still bet <laughs> <still> it. <laughs> uh, no lessons learned. We yeah, learned zero, no lessons. Yeah. Um, but now, now they play a much tougher component in the red-hot Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, the spread is currently 13-and-a-half uh, for UK. Um, and, uh, yeah, they'll be playing. Uh, that's a lot of money, here money in coming in on UK. So that's, uh, also, is that UK a pretty money. public team? Uh, UK? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're one of the Blue Blood teams. I mean, they have a huge fan base. Yeah. Yes. Massive. Yeah. They call it something like Big Blue Nation. That's right. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I didn't know how I was just rolling off off your sarcasm asking Mike (laughs) if if Kentucky was a public team. So I just thought I'd just, you know, add add to your little narrative over there. Okay, Kentucky around the board. Yeah, I got Kentucky, sadly. I love you, Jamil. Chalk with this, this quartet right here. I wouldn't even touch that. Uh, spread at I'm 13 too, and a half. Yeah, I'm too scared either way. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't take it either I mean, way. I think you see a lot of money maybe come in on Stony Brook on this. I think Jamil's got a lot of press. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Notre Dame is the sixth seed in the east, and they will be facing either Michigan or Tulsa. Could we expect to win Michigan Tulsa just for the heck of it? Just for kicks, Michigan, Michigan for Guthrie. Yeah, I'll go with Michigan. I'll say Michigan. Too. I'm gonna go with Tulsa. Everybody hates Tulsa <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they made the tournament. Yeah. But it's like Tulsa. They, why they is must Tulsa be the last? The why last is... at-large team. Yeah, right? yeah, they were. Yeah, and it, the ghost like, of Danny Tulsa Manning. In? The yeah. ghost of Danny <laughs> yeah. Manning paying dividends. And their and it, their last uh, the last game they played in their in the turn their conference tournament they lost by like 20 points. Right. Yeah, right. they lost they got to Memphis. Blown out. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Exactly. So I don't think you put a team like that in to lose. I think this is one of those where they've rigged the matchup so that Tulsa... Um, Ooh, the fix is in. Yeah, exactly. I love it when Mike starts talking about conspiracy theories <laughs> and how like people have arranged it, right. and it's obvious, it's clear. Yes. <laughs> Head coach at Tulsa, Frank Haith. I have no faith in Frank Haith. You Talk like, about you like conspiracies. That yeah. yeah. So I, What do you think Frank did to get, get into the dance? I, I don't I mean, want to know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think Michigan rolls. What do you here. think he's capable of? Frank Hayes, Practi- practically anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> he has he has a history of like s- some sort of uh, scandal at the school he was just at. Like, isn't that right? Where he like I mean, it's like ninety percent of the coaches in the NCAA. Yeah, today, but though. it happened. It happened at Miami, and it happened at yeah. Patrick Schoonover and Missouri. I swear that we saw him on a motorcycle because it had a Miami U logo on it. 
and it looked exactly like Frank Haith rolling down. What were we in Kentucky at the time? I think so. So yeah, that's a conspiracy for irrefutable you. evidence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, who rides yeah. around on a hog with a Miami U on it? Right. Let me get my push pins and my bulletin board. <laughs> he looks, pieces he all looked together. Like pieces him. all fit together. Yeah. No, um, we get sidetracked, but. Michigan. Well, so Michigan goes on to play Notre Dame, and I love Michigan over the over Notre Dame because I think that Fighting Irish team is a fraud. They have been horrible down the stretch. They got annihilated by Miami on their home floor. They came back and beat that trashy NC State team who Taylor somehow liked. And then in the <laughs> tournament, they came back and beat Duke, who got really tired. And you got to give them some credit for that, though. They were down like what sixteen. Yeah, or, I was, yeah, I was 16, there, and Duke blew that game. They completely let that one slip away. Yeah. And then they met North Carolina, and like I said before, they just laid a laid an egg. Or that's not doing it justice. I know Taylor didn't like my imagery of what they did against North Carolina, but it's <laughs> it's justified that imagery because that was an embarrassment. That was atrocious. That game. So that's why I'm going against Notre Dame. I love Mike Bray. I think he's he might be my favorite coach, one of my favorite coaches in, in the ACC. He's top two, top three. Wow. From a personality standpoint, he's fantastic with the media. Yeah. He is chipper even after getting blown out of the building. He always answers questions. He is very thorough. So he's one of my favorite interviews in the ACC. I love to, I love yeah. that man. I'm, I'm a big fan as well. Um, yeah, but, I love, love Mike Bray. But I don't like his team this year. So, uh, quick quick thing on on that potential matchup: Notre Dame defends the three pretty terribly. Michigan actually shoots the three ball quite well. That's going to be a pretty big deciding factor if that is the matchup in the first round. One I mean, more note on Notre Dame, okay? Here's my stop. case for Notre Dame, okay. which we've been making all season. Okay, is that uh, I don't even want to discuss their defense because that's not what their the point of their game is. Fair enough. Any defense that they get is a bonus. Any if they get any defense and you know maybe they turn it up and get some defense at tournament time, then that's just like whipped cream on your delicious pecan right, pie. Here's the counterpoint: because the offense is what they do, and it's not it's not a recipe that's going to win the championship for them. But I mean, their offense is very efficient, and they are all good shooters, and they can all score, and they will outscore you. That's their plan. Here's the antidote counterpoint to that point, okay? And I want to tell you, I was talking with Chris Wright at the tournament, who writes for thesaber.com, which is a good basketball publication on covering Virginia. And he said, and he, he made a great point to me. He said, Notre Dame is one of those teams. It's not They're not a good tournament pick because one night if they go cold, like against North Carolina, they have no chance. They If, if shots are not going in, they have nothing to fall back on. Right. So That's all why it always, takes is shots not falling in. championships, you can always count on your defense. Well, you can't always they, count on they your don't offense. have to have a good defense. They just have to have some sort of other plan. Right. I mean, they don't get to the rim that well. Nope. I mean, not, I mean sort of. But yeah. come on, I mean, they don't draw fouls at the rate that you would like them to draw. They don't draw that many fouls. Yeah, they just—that's a no backup plan team. So you have to expect them to be shooting well. Mike's gonna—Mike's expecting them to shoot well all the way to the elite eight. That's asking a lot, I think, though. Yeah, and the, I mean, and the flip side to the, the all they need is one night to go cold. All they need is one night to get hot. And okay, you know. if they uh, if they have a game where they're even, I don't know. 50% better than what they shot against North Carolina. They're still going to get blown out right. by one of these teams in the right. tournament. And we talk about... They're going to get wrecked. I talked about earlier how shooting teams, uh, you know, their legs are most important and they tend to get tired. I mean, Notre Dame has lost four of their last six 
um, I'm sorry, four of their last seven. Uh, they've really struggled since that run that actually got them into the tournament, beating North Carolina, beating Clemson, beating Louisville. Uh, those, th- those are the games that got them in. I didn't think they'd actually get into the tournament. Um, now that they're in, you didn't I, think they would get into the tournament. I, at all. I've been on record as saying that. Now I, that I know you have said that. Now yeah. that they're in, um, I actually like their draw quite a bit. I think they'll be playing Tulsa. Um, and I think that they will beat Tulsa, and then I think that they'll go on and likely beat uh, Stephen Stephen F. Austin. Um, Mm. So I like them in the Sweet 16, you know, whether or not they can get past that, I I don't know. Yeah, I do think... I do do have a nice draw. Yeah, this this little quartet right here, I guess, quintet, if you want to include the the playing game, is kind of up in the air. Like, really, West Virginia, if you can can figure out the press, you can hang with them pretty, pretty well, I think. Yeah. And I think Stephen F. Austin has the backcourt to do it. And I think Michigan has the backcourt to do it. Yeah. And so does Notre Dame. And you so know, everyone on Notre Dame can handle the ball. Yeah. I mean, Demetrius Jackson and uh, Vastoria can easily bring the ball up the court. And VJ Beecham is one of the best shooters in uh, college basketball. Um, <laughs> he was robbed by not being third team all ACC. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, he yeah. was stroking it against Duke though. Yeah. yeah. He, he was stroking it down, down the stretch. He's, he's a all great their, Everybody on their team is a scorer. Yep. Um, so I like Notre Dame. And here. the flip side is none of them can defend. What about Fluger. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, man. Sure. He's, he's got a, a decent shot. Yeah. Rex Fluger. Like a, like, a, uh, like a scorer though. Okay. All right, West Virginia. West Virginia playing Stephen F. Austin. Man, none of us like West Virginia. Yeah. God. Tell, tell me why I should like Stephen F. Austin here. Make the make a, a detailed case. Well, Mike has a has a diagram over there. So why, why don't you just have at it <laughs> of how Stephen F. Austin is going to beat West Virginia? And he probably has, you know, it's like one of those mazes that you. He's got like fifteen different ways how to get to the center. <laughs> You know, there's 15 uh, different ways Mike sees Stephen F. Austin defeating West Virginia. Just I give start, us your best. I start from the end. That's my trick for a maze. I mean, I'd like to start with teams that win basketball games, and I think they're on a 20-game uh, winning streak. So we'll just start there. Uh, that's that's the first reason I like them to continue winning against West Virginia. Um, the second thing that I like most is that uh, defensively they cause the most turnovers in all of college basketball. I think that should level the turnover game, um, which should neutralize a lot of West Virginia does. It's not like uh, Stephen F. Austin's going to be surprised by a press that they do better than West Virginia. This um, game is the number one and the number two uh, most defenses that force the most turnovers. In the correct. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. West Virginia um, is number two. Yeah. So the pace of this game should be absolutely absurd. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to watching it, I think, more than anything. And I think Thomas Walkup. Uh, for Stephen F. Austin will be the best player on the floor. I think that he um, is professional caliber player. Um, both him and uh, Ty Charles. I actually really like Ty Charles a lot as well. But um, I think that you're going to see a West Virginia team that's going to look into the mirror and see a team that's better than them. I think you saw it last year uh, when Stephen F. Austin played VCU. I'm looking forward to this game a lot. I think it's going to be one of the best first round matchups. My only reservation here is they got knocked around in their non conference, and that scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because their conference is very, very weak. I mean, just you can you can scroll through the teams. You've got Incarnate Word there. You've got um, Lamar. Lamar. You've got Nickel State. Now we're gonna get angry letters from Lamar fans. Thanks a lot. Well, <laughs> I, you if, know, if they had just taken one scalp, I would have been in on this in the non-conference. But they didn't. They lost to UAB. They lost to Arizona State. They got killed by Baylor and lost to Northern Iowa. Yeah, I think if we were talking about them playing Purdue. Or someone like that, I would really like uh, them to 
get beaten up. I think that it just so happens that they're going to play a team that they're going to be feel very comfortable playing against. And I think it's going to be a wide open floor. They're not going to have to play in the half court at all. Um, I, I really like this. And I, I think, Taylor, you mentioned earlier that the coach, Stephen F. Austin, is, is a former assistant. Brad Underwood, right? Is He's a former assistant of Hawkins. Coaching tree, yeah. yeah, they're all in the same tree. So I, at, at a minimum, I like them to cover the spread, um, at, which is currently at eight points. Mm. Plus eight, Stephen F. Austin. I mm. like it. It just sounds right. Yeah, I mean, this is teasing. a lot of points. This is a tease team. I, 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 I will be teasing them, I think. Let me tell you why I'm going to take West Virginia. Okay. Everything you said about Stephen F. Austin holds true, and I agree with it. And uh, everything you said about West Virginia holds true. But that kind of game is the game that West Virginia wants too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be strength on strength. Right. And, um, I mean, when you say, oh, the, it's going to be a crazy game, the pace is going to be crazy, I think that's going to benefit West Virginia more than it's going to benefit Stephen F. Austin. Um, because West Virginia is better at being well, that, that team and that's, than Stephen F. And that's Austin. what they want. That's what West Virginia wants. They want something, you know, games. And both of them actually force really short possessions on offense, of course, but then they're not that fast. I mean, on defense, but then they're not that fast on offense, actually. Um, and I, I just think that that kind of game will benefit West Virginia more. Um, they are a little bit bigger. They've got more height across the board. Um, they're going to, I think they can deal, they're going to be a better rebounding team. They're going to get more. I mean, West Virginia is the number one offensive rebounding team in the country, and Stephen F. Austin's defense does not limit offensive rebounds very well. And um, West Virginia gets to the free throw line at a much better rate um, than Stephen F. Austin. And mm-hmm. I just think yeah. if the game plays out like you said, maybe it's playing into both their hands. It's both what they want, but I think West Virginia is the better team to take advantage of what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Mike still take a Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, I, no, can't, I, I, I'm, yeah. I can't wait. I'm just saying. <laughs> give, me, give me the lumberjacks. Give me the lumberjacks. I I respect everything you said, and I I don't think that you're wrong. Um, but I think that I'm righter. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is why I love the tournament, right? This is going to be a great game. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be awesome. This is going to be a lot of fun. This game. All right, is it my turn? Woo! Yeah, it's your turn. So you know my strategy. Which, besides from anti-Pac-12... I was going to say the Pac-12 is not involved in this. <laughs> I, have so like a, I have a pessimistic strategy often when I look at a bracket. I have teams who I just am ready to pick out. I'm like, I don't trust that team. West Virginia is one of those teams. Okay. Notre Dame is another one. Gonzaga is a, is the biggest one on the list. Um, so, Stephen F. Austin, though. Any other team against West Virginia? Any other team? I mean, I... I just can't take too much into their winning streak when they're beating Incarnate Word twice and Lamar twice and roughing up on these teams. So I'm going to stick with Huggy Bear just to get past the first round. So, yeah, that's where I stand. Okay. I respect it. We're split. We're split. Yeah, we're split. Yeah. I if went, Incarnate I like Word had yeah, – not Incarnate Word. If Stephen F. Austin had just done – just given a glimmer, just showed something in a non-conference. They just didn't show you enough. That's what you're saying. I mean, yeah, they lost by 32 to Baylor, they I got, think. Is yeah, they got well, That was like the first game of the season, so I give them kind actually. of a pass. On it's that. a road game, too. And they played, yeah. they I'm they just went saying to they're a mystery. Iowa. They they're went to Northern Iowa mystery. and played yeah. a really tough game. It, they're that, a complete mystery. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's a quality yeah. loss right there. Yeah. They were North never Carolina really, lost to that yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> Did we mention that Paul Jefferson? Can I also tell you something, guys? My favorite part about the tournament is when people say they have to do their research. 
before they pick their bracket. I mean, we've done our research because we watch basketball. But have you ever heard this? I need to go home and do some research. I mean, there's only so much research you do. What most people do for the research is they do the transitive property, which does not work. It does not work. Or you, you just read a lot of articles from, you know. You cannot do transitive property mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. That's true. So yeah, it doesn't be work. wary of that. I like that. That's really good advice because yeah. I feel like that is just something because, no, that people Just because Northern Iowa up. beat North Carolina doesn't mean that Northern Iowa is as good as North Carolina like, and that they're going to win. Don't, or, don't look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stay away from the transitive property. You know, now, you can take value into good wins, but it's, it's not better bank accounts on it. Okay, next game in the East, wisconsin Pitt. So we have an ACC team again popping up. Pitt, who got in because of that win over Syracuse, you have to believe. Although um, Syracuse also got in, so if Pitt lost, would they get into? I think Pitt was out if they lost. Really? Because Syracuse was... Very much on the bubble. But they got in. And Doug Gottlieb threw a tantrum. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. And the best part was the tantrum was after everyone in the country knew because the leak bracket was already out. So yeah, he was, was, he was, he was on the on last the one to find out. Who, but, who leaked that bracket? Julian Assange. A hero. Yeah, See? the hero. <laughs> it was in today. WikiLeaks. It was in the second, the big batch of cables. <laughs> All right, so Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Putin knew the bracket before anyone. Pittsburgh. I'm telling you right now. Wisconsin. Thank you, Gethry. Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, two blue collar. Uh, I wouldn't quite mm, say is Midwest. P- is Pitt mm. blue collar? I would. Are they a, yeah. a blue collar team? Both blue, respected blue research institutions. Mm, yes, they are. I'm going. I'm sorry. I no, thought, you're, I thought you were talking about right. style of basketball, like blue collar basketball. Oh, okay. I don't think Pitt's blue collar. Thought you were talking about culturally. They I was talking more they, culturally, but yeah. Okay. But I, I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. Steel anyway, keep going. Keep going with this. I like. It. I like where we're at. Right <laughs> the now. heart of these yeah. United steel, States. Steel versus the cheese. I. <laughs> steel versus cheese. <laughs> Who wins? Cheese. Cheese wins this round. <laughs> cheese wins this round. <laughs> All right. So you're picking Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. Anything behind that? Uh, no, next, <laughs> next, I'm going to bump it off to you. Okay, I'm going to pick Wisconsin too. And I mean, Pitt is not, they're not hot right now. No, they're yeah. not. ended they're poorly. Not I mean, we were talking about Pitt as a contender for the ACC title early in the season. Yeah, and, they man, were. Oh, what I, happened? How I, far I the was, mighty have I fallen? Not, I wasn't talking oh about that. Oh my them. gosh. Well, and Wisconsin has had the opposite, mm-hmm. right? They've kind of come up. They've kind of come up on an upswing. And um, the I mean, a lot of these guys... The Wisconsin guys are very talented. The same guys you saw last year, like Nigel Hayes, Bronson Koenig. I mean, they're good. They, they, they're a very good team, and I think they are playing better basketball right now than Pitt. Um, they shoot not as well as some of the Wisconsin teams we've seen, but I think they shoot well enough and they defend well enough. Wisconsin got a lot better to defensively Pitt. during the course of the season. Yeah, they've gotten much they better. Were, they were very they bad early on. Players we like on Wisconsin besides from Koenig. Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ. Has... A lot of people like Hayes. I like Koenig on that team. Yeah. Yeah, Happ. I I agree. He's great, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got the he's got great touch. The freshman. Zach Showalter. It's yeah. my guy. Really? Zach Showalter. Yeah. So we all like different players. I like Koenig. You like Happ. Somebody likes Nigel Hayes. No, maybe the rest of the media likes. I mean, Nigel they're very Hayes. they're a very well balanced team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like in this starting five. Yeah, and here's what else: the only thing I don't like about Wisconsin. Can I tell you something? Did they have to tell Greg Gardy had the job? Why not just wait 
and let the players rally. Are you saying like make him work for it or make him prove no, it? No, let the players say, "Hey, we got to win some for coach. Like, we want him to guy. get the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got we got to play hard and win some games and make sure he's our coach next year." No, that's my only. I don't know. It's my only. I respect that they're not trying to manipulate reservation their players' emotions like that. Well, I mean, I would if I was an AD. <laughs> I'm still picking Wisconsin. Sorry, Pitt. Yeah. A real. Man. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I just, I liked, I really like this pit team. And, um, you know, but they're watching them and it doesn't really play on the numbers as well, but watching them, they're one of the worst defensive teams I've watched all year. Um, yeah, yeah, they they were just terrible. They, they're bad on defense. Um, but you know, Wisconsin is also so thin. This is, I think, the closest to almost like a D League NBA game that you're going to see. This is going to be all matchups. It's not really going to be a a system game, which is what you tend to see a lot in college basketball. It's going to be mm-hmm. a pure matchup game. So I don't know how well. Nigel Hayes is going to match up with Michael Young. I think Michael Young is going to be able to play him well down low, um, and I think Jamel Artis also is going to be able to um, play well against Vito Brown and you know Ethan Happen in terms of getting them into foul trouble. Um, so I, I'm actually going to take Pitt here, uh, not confidently, but I, I think it's a game that Pitt can win. I think it's a good matchup for them. What is the line right now? The, uh, uh, the, the early line for this game. I would be interested. Let's see. The current line for the pit game is pit minus one. Ooh. Hmm. So it might come to a pick 'em. Who knows? Yeah. Know. Yeah. I just didn't we say earlier this year that uh the thing that was pushing Pitt's offense um, you know, into really great territory was they were hitting the three ball at a yes. better rate than we thought. Correct. Well, Wisconsin uh holds opponents um to a very low rate of taking threes but they Correct. do people do hit a very high percentage of those threes right a very i mean was they wisconsin has done a bad job limiting the percentage from three mm-hmm. um against the teams they played so take that with a grain of salt i don't know yeah i mean i think what you see is a defense that is uh stretched uh, pretty wide for Wisconsin and is out on the perimeter, not allowing people to walk into threes. However, they collapse very hard and allow a lot of kick-out open threes, um, which I think is actually the strength of Pitt. Um, so I like, I still like him here. All right, Mike, I like it. On an island once again. Yeah, it's been a theme today. Hello. <laughs> you know, you know, just a not an island, but a, oh, a, hey. a, a desert oasis. <laughs> I can't wait to harass the three of you all weekend. Just as I, I'm just going to take photos of myself doing things. All right. and, uh, doing things. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to out. see that. What games? What games are you going to harass about the most? Because I need to know the ones I lose when probably. I should turn my turn my phone off. Yeah, so the, you you went against the grain. Let's my game, recap real quick. Pause. <laughs> Episode two um, of this bracket special. Games where Mike went against the grain. Let's see what we have already. We have Pitt. He went against the grain. He picked Tulsa, and everybody else picked, let's see, Michigan, right, in the mm-hmm. playing game. Yeah. yeah. Even though we were doing that. Something else in the in the West. I know you went s- somewhere off. Uh, UNC, UNC uh, Wilmington. UNC Wilmington. I yep. like that. UNC Wilmington, another against the grainer from Mike. Yeah. And was there one more? Uh, Oregon State, too, I think. Oregon I think. State, oh, yeah. another else, against the grain else one. on the VCU yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel, it's a lot. I, yeah, I actually yeah. feel good about all those. Oh, in Colorado. Was I the only guy in Colorado? No, I was, I, I'm, I'm on Colorado. Oh, okay, ride that buffalo. Yeah. I thought you were anti-Pac-12. Oh. What's going on there? <laughs> I'm anti-Ugon. <laughs> That made me so Wasted mad. Wasted by that his own Oh, wow. Uh, Etu. Yeah. 
I think I only have like one against the grain game, and that was the Yale. I think that's my only one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good. Mm. One. Yeah, I think I've won it one maybe. Yeah. I am the grain. All right. I am the grain. You are the grain that stirs the drink. All right. Zay, yeah, the grain that stirs the drink. Yes. That makes me happy. All right. All right. Let's, fin- let's finish up the, uh, Xavier, the East region. Yep. Xavier Weber State. Is I'm it Weber just... State or Weber State? It's Weber State. Well, if it's I heard Xavier, it's not Xavier. named after Chris Weber. Okay. <laughs> Quick, now, name, the, name the mascot for Weber State. The Lynx. I just saw that's, that picture. It's, that's actually not Some far sort of off. big cat. It's Wildcats. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh that's not nearly as exciting. That's very, very original. Chris Weber University. Hey, that would be fantastic. Guthrie and I were talking about this. <laughs> I would go to that school. I would attend Chris Weber University. Continue. We were talking about this um, during this election Sunday show. Are there more Wildcat teams or are there more Bulldog teams? Question of the day. Think about it. Mm. Overall? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going Wildcats. I say Wildcats. <sighs> yeah. We'll, I can, we'll I can hear it. someone on the podcast just went, who the hell cares? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it from here. So person that's listening, I heard you and I respect it. <laughs> uh, uh, that, yeah, that's very true. When you see these graphics people make with like the family tree of mascots or whatever, where it's like all the people. So there's like, you know, the Cavaliers and the Musketeers. And then there's over here, the Wildcats and the Bobcats, you know, that's no, sort of thing. I've, I've yeah. never seen that. Diddling on your bracket? I don't do that. I, n- I like to have no, no, these are... clean calligraphy on my bracket okay. when I feel like it. Nobody's going to take Weber Xavier. State, right? No, nobody's going to take Weber nope. State. Xavier's too yeah, good. Xavier. They've been Actually, too good Actually, I had the year. answer here. It's the Bulldogs. Oh, very good. Yep. They're more, more Bulldogs. But that's not... That's By a just... score of? Uh, so this is all... <laughs> Four-year colleges. Okay. So this is not just D1. Okay. So I, I, I just Googled this really quick. It's okay. But, so Went to all, a D3 school. Last yeah, year's two yeah. athletes. So last year 39 welcome. Bulldogs. Wow. 25 Wildcats. But neither, well, obviously Wildcats are not first. What's first with 74? Oh, 74? What's the first, the first most common Tigers. mascot? Tigers is also on this list, Wait. but not, not first. Something to do with wolves? It is a bird. Cardinals, Hawks, Cacau. Eagles, Eagles, Running Rebels, <laughs> Eagles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm naming all these. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm sorry. All right, that okay. was fun. Okay. That was fun. Let's. Xavier, <laughs> <laughs> right, who, who you guys got in the Sweet Sixteen? Who you got in How the Sweet Sixteen? How many more birds can I name? <laughs> <Yeah>. Egrets. <laughs> sweet Sixteen in the East. Yeah. How about Guthrie? You start. Oh, okay. Sweet sixteen. So, uh, so you won't steal my. Uh, I won't. You won't. Okay, st- yeah, I won't yeah, steal your. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate like that. Last time. Yep. Okay. So North Carolina over Providence. Um, okay. and then I have Kentucky over Indiana. I think I picked Indiana. Uh, and then yeah, I, I said this earlier, I believe. But so just I your like, four teams. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah, he's 16, got right? UNC, Kentucky. UNC, yep. Kentucky. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then and then I have Michigan over West Virginia. Okay. Or I'm sorry. Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. There you go. Lumberjacks. Thank you. Uh, and then Wisconsin and Xavier. I have Xavier over Wisconsin. Okay. Solid. Not, I mean, I think this is going to be your chalkiest. I was going to um, say, I'm about to pick four. these teams and Luke's going to be like, oh my God. Well, <laughs> Taylor Chalk. I, I might, I'm din- probably going to do the same thing. I did, it, I did it in the South. I had a lot of chalk in the South. Everyone should have chalk in the South. You don't have a lot of great underdog teams in this bracket, but but Michigan, go ahead, man. Taylor. Are you ready? I think it's going to be Michigan. the the one, two, three, four: UNC, UK, West Virginia, and Xavier. All right, that mm. is as boring as you made it seem like it was going to be. So congratulations, I, solid. Vanilla is six percent returns year after year. <laughs> I'm going North Carolina 
Indiana, mm. Michigan, and Xavier. Mm. So that's a, right. that's kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. That's going out on a little bit of a limb. I, I could see the Indiana. Man, if that Indiana, Indiana UK. You, you had to know they were thinking about that when they oh, said yeah. that, right? They don't yeah. think about storylines. Tom Crean to plays Calipari well. He was the only team who could come close to that Anthony Davis squad. So he can coach Cal. That's why I'm like in Indiana here, and I think they have... I just I think they're better. Something to look forward to. Yeah, potential great matchup in the second round. Yeah, I'll make mine quick. UNC, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Xavier. Fair enough. Done deal. Notre Dame. To the Ooh. Midwest, gentlemen, as we roll on. The last bracket. In case you just joined us, this is the ACC Basketball Degenerates Selection Sunday special. We are breaking down the bracket. We're doing it on a whim. And we're also talking about the lines as they trickle in because we're doing this part on two. Sunday. This is part two. If you missed part one, we broke down the South and the West. We're now on to the Midwest to wrap up. Virginia is your one seed coming out of the ACC. They made the finals, fell to North Carolina in the ACC tournament, finished second overall in the conference. 26-7, and seven, the most top 15 wins of any team in the nation, I believe. They'll be going against Hampton. So an in-state foe in round one. And we all pick Virginia, I presume. Yeah. Yep. Anybody want to stand up for Hampton? No, they are actually a pretty mediocre to bad offensive team. They shoot the three ball at a pretty awful clip. And now, Guthrie, let me yeah. ask you something. You Sorry. are a home homer, a resident homer. Yeah. A home the, homer. The as our resident homer, this line has moved. From a staggering t- minus 23 and a half UVA to minus 24 UVA. People are taking UVA. Would you, who would you like here? Would you take Hampton at plus 24 or would you take UVA at minus 24? Green team factor. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a ton of points. And as we've seen with like past games with UVA, when the game is in hand, Tony will play people on the bench. He'll get, he'll get the walk-ons their minutes. Mm-hmm. And like we, we beat Boston College by 16 or something after the game was at 25 points. It was a 25-point lead. It was shrunk to 16 or 18, something like that, because walk-ons were playing the last two minutes. So, yeah. I mean, I, what, what I'm trying to say is it's a lot of points for a team like Virginia to cover. Right. So you, you wouldn't do it? There's no, no way? No. Okay. No. All right. And I wouldn't take Hampton just because, like, Virginia – very easily could cover. Yeah, they could. And especially because Hampton is not a very good offensive team. All right. Texas Tech and Butler. I don't think I'm going to watch this game. <laughs> no, whoa. Really? I'm sorry. How oh. could you say that? Or I I'm sorry. Turn it again? <laughs> yeah, a, a good story from today. It. Since I do report on Virginia, once the draw came out, I, I kind of brushed over the draw and said, eh, it's not bad to the Elite Eight for Virginia. And I said they they get Texas Tech and Butler. Like, that's not going to scare anybody. And then Iowa State is a weak-ass four seed. And then the Texas mm. Tech and mm. Butler people started coming after me on Twitter. And, like, the Texas Tech fan, you know, fan the page Raiders. website, like, retweeted or favored or liked my tweet. Just I don't know if they're trying to motivate them or something. But oh, I love this. Your bulletin board material. I guess so. <laughs> You're officially part of the story I was, now. I was just doing my job. But um, I'm taking Texas Tech. 
Ooh. I don't feel good about it. Yeah. Talk me out of it, guys. Okay, I'm, I'm taking Butler. T- I'll tell you tell why. me why. Uh, yeah, Butler's defense is the weakest part of this of their team. I mean, they're they're built on their offense. They are very sound. Don't turn the ball over. Um, sh- are shoot very well from three. Have a good effective field goal percentage. And um, you know they they're a little small across the board. Um, and Texas Tech will take advantage of that somewhat, I think. But I also talking about how people bet sentimental favorites in the tournament. I love Butler from the past. Not just this, but like Roosevelt Jones. I think I was talking about one of my favorite players to watch Butler in the past few years. Love Roosevelt Jones. Um, Kellen Dunham is, I mean, statistically having a great season from three-point range. I think their offense is going to get it done. Um, I I love uh, Tubby as a as a coach, Texas Tech. Uh, again, their their strength is their offense, but their defense is not not bad. Um, but I think Butler's going to get it done. They're going to get some second chance points off rebounds, and and I'll take Butler. All right, yeah, it's a three-point. Butler's favored by three currently. I'm actually with Luke on this. This will be a stay-away game for me. I, I This is just a game I, I will not have any action on mm-hmm. yeah, to stay away. I, I, I agree with Mike. One of a handful. <laughs> <laughs> These teams are pretty close in the rankings if yeah. you look at a chemistry. Yeah. I mean, this will be a very close game. This is a very, they're very well-matched teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both pretty good offensive teams. Yeah, they're both good offensive teams with not great defenses. Texas Tech is a little better. Do you have a line on this, Mike? Uh, yes, it's minus three Butler. What if that goes to five? Do we think about Texas Tech? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say right now even. Because it feels it's kind like a coin flip. I feel like right now it's kind of attractive to take Texas Tech plus three. Yeah, and I, and if, I bet if a goes, lot of people are. And if I, it goes to four or five, it's awful hard not to take them. I mean, right. It's too many, too many points. Right, right. If you get into two-possession territory with the points – yeah, yeah, I always like the points with two mm-hmm. possessions. The game is in uh, North Carolina as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just something to keep in mind. It'll be in Raleigh. Part of the Raleigh pod. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll take Butler as well. So we're split. Another another Bulldog team. Purdue yeah. and Little Rock. I'm just moving on to the 5-12. The final 5-12, your final choice or opportunity, you three, to pick a 5-12 upset because you haven't done so. I don't subscribe to that rule. Okay, well, you don't have to. Last no. year last year was the first time it had not popped, right? It didn't hit. It did not. Right, yeah. Okay. Not, I don't know if it was the first time, but it, it did not pop last year. I, remember I think it that. was the first time. Was it? Oh, okay. Cool. I, wow. I this think. is the one that I like, though. Or maybe this. Uh, I'll uh, say that. This I re- is the one that you like this after is- salivating over Purdue <laughs> yeah. this entire season. No, what? Me? This guy? Also, <laughs> we're salivating over Purdue in our first podcast. Yeah. Uh, no. If I have to listen to you talk about AJ Hammonds with a feverish light in your eye one more time, <laughs> can't do it. I do love AJ Hammonds. Or, or listening wrong. to Guthrie say Haas, he's just like Haas. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, Purdue's big men are are terrific. Can't deny it. Yeah, you can't. So, make, why do you like Little Rock? Um, you know, so Purdue Purdue is a team that is excels in the half court and they excel shooting the three. Um, I actually think that Arkansas Little Rock is not only one of the best defensive teams in this tournament. I actually think that they're much more athletic than Purdue. I actually they they don't have they don't have that. Obviously, that enormous size that, that Purdue brings to the table, but I think they're going to turn Purdue over, um, and I think they're going to do it early and often uh, throughout the game. I 
I think that they're going to win the game based on controlling the number of possessions and limiting uh, Purdue's ability to get easy shots. Uh, so I just I just really like this game from a gambling perspective, and I'll take them to win just because it's a fun thing to do and other people will have Purdue. But it's an eight-and-a-half-point line right mm. now for Arkansas Little Rock, mm. and I think that that's a very attractive... I think it's an attractive line. Um, so it's it's one of my favorites uh, for for this game, I and think, it's in Denver. That's a tease, candidate. I'm writing it down. <laughs> coming up with the three-team tease by the end of this podcast. Yeah, I like Arkansas Little Rock. Good team. Yeah, Arkansas Little Rock. They they slow it down. They they run a a, a slow moving offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is is favorable in a matchup against Purdue for the Trojans. I I think as long as they can avoid uh avoid letting Purdue crash the glass offensive glass too much and getting easy putbacks and easy dunks. Yeah, Easy just, looks in the lane. They'll just do that, no problem. Yeah, I, I mean, Sorry, honestly... that sounded really dismissive. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. The, the size might be an issue. Um, it looks like Arkansas Little Rock has one player over 6'9". They have a 6'11". Yes. Uh, 6'11 Shoshi. junior. Yep. Yeah. Shoshi, Shoshi. Yes. And uh, one guy that's 6'9". And everyone else is 6'5 or shorter. Right. Or 6'6 six, six or shorter, excuse me. So that could certainly be a a problem for them. I don't think they've played anyone that has Purdue's size. Right. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. That being said, uh, I'll probably just take Purdue. I'm going with Purdue. (laughs) Yeah. Is Mike against the grain again? He is. I love it. Stand strong over there. Iowa State, Iona is the 413 in the Midwest. Oh, everybody hates Iona, right? They're the they're the big bad team that knocked out sweet old Monmouth. Oh, after punching him in the face earlier in the year. Or no, it was actually an open hand slap, wasn't it? The Iona player. <laughs> Which, you know, basketball <laughs> yeah. basketball players are the worst fighters. They just never see a good basketball fight. Right. I mean, it's just and well, I haven't seen a punch landed in a in basketball college. fight in forever. We say we had this discussion before and I said, uh, what about the malice in the palace? Jermaine O'Neal missed that punch by like two feet to that fan <laughs> that was running onto the court. What about Charles Oakley? Did he, he actually I think, connect? I think he connected on a few. John yeah. Starks headbutted a dude in a game. I mean, that's a long time. That's like the you back know. when the NBA was real. Yeah, back, back when, when real man, man that Oscar you. Robinson, he would not stand for what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, back, back when freedom of motion meant my right hook. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm begrudgingly taking Iowa State because I think they're just going to score at will. Yeah, Iona. I mean, they're they're good offensively. What are they like 60th? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. Yeah, Iowa State eight point favorite. This Iona team just turns me off. They're just blah. I'm taking Iowa State. That's that's my I, that's yeah. my expert analysis. So what I, great analysis yeah, there. I just yeah. said Iona is blah. Ten out of ten. Would listen again. <laughs> Iona Iona defends the three point line pretty terribly, and Iowa State relies on the three a lot. So as long as Iowa State can hit threes, this, this should be an easy win for Iowa State. Yeah, and, if, and if I remember if, watching but... Iona, I don't think they have anybody who can check Nyang. Yeah, yeah, George's. Yeah, he's a matchup nightmare. I mean, I was not, the multiple George. Yeah. 
I, I, as Isaiah I remember, Williams will probably be the one that guards him. He's also kind of a stretch for um, mm. for Iona. I, I will say Iona does have um, you know probably top fifteen NBA prospect in AJ English. Uh, he's one of the best players in the country. Must watch TV. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to him uh, battling Morris uh, for the point guard position there um, in this game. It's going to be a good one on one matchup. But I do. Well, I do think that Iowa State is incredibly overvalued. Oh, I do this too. Year. Yeah. I, they're going yeah. out. This soon. is not the right matchup. They're they're going out of my thirty two. Don't yeah. don't you yeah. worry. Yeah, this is not the right matchup. But um, yeah, I like Iowa State here, uh, even at eight and a half points. I, I think most people will take. Actually, you know what? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Man, I I would be with an Iona team. Do you like Monte there. Morris? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I like his ability to control that team as a point guard because without him, they would turn it over like crazy with how well they run, the, with how much they run. Um, he he is a great point guard for that team on his own. Yeah, well, shouldn't he know. be able to? They defend get into all their better. shoes. Shouldn't he be a better defender than he is? Yeah, and you'll see that in this game. How many? I mean, he's gonna have to guard AJ English, who is a creator and scorer. That, let's see how that question comes to fruition. Okay, yeah. That's a good. That's a very good point. Um, I think a reason to take Iona plus eight and a half. Very well. Yeah. But we all like Iowa State just to to advance. Just for yeah. the game. Iowa State, sure. Iowa State will advance. advance. Our bracket. Yeah, yeah, I think that they will advance. They'll advance barely. and lose to Purdue. Seton Hall, Gonzaga, the most delicious matchup on the entire sheet. Mm. Gentlemen, I am going to bark out Seton Hall as loud as I can, and I encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast to do the same. I love Isaiah. The guy just, he will not be denied his 18 points a game. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Isaiah's going to get his, his 18. Uh, Gonzaga is a flawed basketball team. They're undisciplined. They turn them all over. They take dumb shots. They do dumb things. <laughs> and they, they don't defend well. They don't defend well. You can get inside. You can penetrate on them. You can take little floaters if you want, which sets up perfectly for the Seton Hall team and what they like to do. They will penetrate. They will shred Gonzaga, and they will march on to the round of 32. That's my case. Oh, nice. With authority. Yeah. Uh, Guthrie, you got anything to add on that? Uh, and those tall trees, Sabonis and Wiltshire, are going to look silly in this game. Because they're clumsy. And they're gonna <laughs> love Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis. Well, okay, well, they might get might get maybe one hook shot, but I feel like a lot of those are going to rim out. And oh. Seton Hall is going to push the other way. He I, moves just, really I well love for Seton Hall in this one. I love him. Yeah. This, so so this who game. do you think matches up against, against Sabonis or Wiltshire? Is it Delgado? Is he going to guard... Yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a comparison team to Seton Hall, for those that don't watch Seton Hall, maybe mm-hmm. Dayton is a great example to me of a team that compares well to Seton Hall. It's it's a smaller lineup. Um, Delgado is their preliminary, is their main big. He uh, he will be the one that's likely guarding Sabonis. I mean, they mm-hmm. do not have a matchup for Wilcher though. Just look at Seton Hall's resume though. Besides from the Butler losses, everything looks really good. Mm-hmm. On their resume, Besides thanks, Jay Billis. For, <laughs> really good. Uh, yeah, I just I like this team. I like this team. So a lot. Uh, I will they, make. They swept Providence. I was gonna say I'm waiting to. Are you gonna rebut? I'll be contrarian. I'll be I'll be contrarian. I, I mean, I'm I'll, I'm pretty much with you on Gonzaga. I I think their time in this tournament will be short, but this Seton Hall team also was smacked around Xavier. I just remi- want to remind everybody. Twice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are impressive wins. Okay. But so the thing is, Seton Hall, they play somewhat up tempo. They attack the paint. That's great. They turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. They turn the ball over at a, a kind lot. of uncomfortable clip. Yes. Would, would you and, think Sabonis and Wiltshire are going to be turnover causing machines? They don't. Gonzaga does not turn the ball over, but they're going to get some no, bonus turnovers. Does not turnovers. cause turnovers. I'm saying, yeah, it does not cause turnovers. That's my point. But they're going to get some bonus ones just from Seton Hall. Well, Seton Hall is going to get the same bonus ones from Gonzaga sloppy play. It's going to go both ways. I don't think Gonzaga keep makes going, this many Guthrie. Turnovers. Keep, yeah, keep going, going, Guthrie. Keep going. I want to yeah, hear you. So, push so this Gonzaga. They they don't have a very pressing defense. They're not going to force turnovers that much. But I think they are a well-coached team. I think Mark Few is a terrific coach, and I think that they will take advantage of the turnovers. They they can get out and run if the opportunity presents itself. Like their guards, they have some ath- athletes, you know, in the in the slasher spot and on the wings. Okay. Like they they can get out and run if if they get a loose ball if they get a steal yeah yeah they can they can certainly run uh, Gonzaga can certainly run. That being said, <laughs> I'm taking Seton Hall all the way. Like I I, I think this is going to be a route. Honestly, <laughs> I'm going to take Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, you just what made was the that case I know, I know, I know. What was that soliloquy for? I'm going to take Gonzaga. To me, it's a question of can Gonzaga. Handles Seton Hall's. I mean, they are so physical. That is the strength of their team. They're so strong, so physical. They get in the lane. They get those, just really. They draw fouls. They're gonna they, get in there. They're tough. They're they gonna, are not. They're gonna get in there. They're gonna get in there, but they are not. They're not good shooters. It's not a great shooting team, and they. I just don't think. Well, if you're be getting in the there. paint, you don't have to be a good shooting team. Right. I just. I. I don't think that's gonna sustain all the offense that they need. Um. And I think Gonzaga's gonna be able to make those shots difficult enough. Um, they don't. They do a good job of standing in there and not drawing a ton of fouls, and you know, limiting second chances. And they're going to make it difficult for Seton Hall to find. E- Seton Hall's not going to find easy buckets. I mean, even watching like in the Big East tournament when they were winning and you know beating Villanova, their offensive possessions look. It's a high degree of difficulty shot, and I just think it's not going to be sustainable against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's going to get open looks, and they're. I think they're going to be able to score against them. You're going to see Wiltshire. I've already said I love Sabonis. I mean, you're going to see, Wait. you're going to see better, easy buckets for them. Are you sure they're going to get open looks? Are I think sure? I, maybe not amazingly open, but I, I I'm going to take Gonzaga here. Because uh, did you watch? Seenal's defense did you watch is very the Big good. East championship very good. game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Villanova didn't get too many open looks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Villanova moves the ball like exponentially yeah, really well. better than Gonzaga does. Yeah. Okay. I think Seton Hall is one of the best defensive teams in the tournament, um, especially with how they're playing right now. I think that physicality will translate very well to a team like Gonzaga. Who is soft. Yes, like it's, softer it is than a Charmin. softer guard lineup. Let's just put it that way to be nice to them. Um, and, and their, their bigs, guards are their, are their weak spot. And I mean, their bigs, I'm not as worried about them. I think they're actually going to be able to stand up to Seton Hall's physicality inside. I'm not as worried about that. It, it, I this, think that Gonzaga's guards are the... Guys, you got to have a story when you're filling out a bracket. And we've been, <laughs> we were trashing Gonzaga since day one of this podcast. I don't think we should turn back. I remained silent and did not trash them. Seton okay. Hall, I'm picking Gonzaga. This, this, the only thing that bothers me about this game is that Seton Hall is currently an underdog. Seton Hall, the sixth seed, is currently a two-point underdog against Gonzaga. That means... And I've said this throughout the year. If gentlemen. it seems too good to be... Oh, wait, I don't want to ruin it for you. Go ahead. <laughs> 
This is how they built the Venetian. Okay, <laughs> this is how they built the Venetian. All right, it is this line. I don't know anyone that's taking Gonzaga. <laughs> if I go and stand in the betting line, I won't be able to find a single guy that no, took Gonzaga. No, you'll find a moron who's sentimental. <laughs> and so, Wait, what, oh, did you, Gonzaga, what did you say the line was? It is currently minus two Gonzaga. I cannot get home fast enough. (laughs) Wait, but that would tell me that a lot of people, it seems like, are taking public teams. The line was set at minus one and a half Gonzaga to open, and it's currently at minus two, so people are taking Gonzaga. But you just said you didn't know of anybody in line. I'm just saying. People are already in line, Mike. They're already in line. What you're saying is you think this seems too good to be true because you think it's so obvious that Seton Hall. Correct. I mean, these two points for Seton Hall are so obvious. That you think it's so obvious that obviously Vegas is luring you into a trap. Yes, they're luring you into a trap. This this is the one that you I've put said in before. The I don't believe in these these crackpot theories that you yeah. have. <laughs> but I'm still taking Gonzaga. It is it is the last wow. game of the night. By mm. the way, mm. it is the it, last Thursday game of the night, night or um, Friday. Yeah, it's Thursday at ten o'clock. Thursday at ten. Oh. Um, in, it's uh, the tip off in Denver. Right? In Denver, so it's a West Coast game. It's you know. Man, I got to sweat this out all day. Seton Hall, close to sea level. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah, Gonzaga, like up in the mountains, right? In, I don't know. Uh, Spokane. No. Yeah, Spokane. I have no. Yeah. no mountainous. We got to go. Maybe Utah, Fresno Pacific State. Temporary rainforest. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, one more time. Guthrie and I are taking Seton Hall. Taylor's taking Gonzaga, and Mike is taking Gonzaga. Yeah. Oh my! Straight whoa, up, whoa, I know. Guthrie, please give us your your, I, I your favorite saying. I'm the most saying. convincing I, order you've ever seen. <laughs> this is the I only, just convinced him. Guthrie, this is give the, the punchline. Here it is in three, two, one. The, uh, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Guthrie's punchline. Nice, nice opinion, but yeah, you're wrong. It's, that's going to be an exciting game. I mean, that's going to be. I think it's going to be. Close. It's going to be an amazing uh, game. I've said that. Lot. How, you're wrong. Okay, question. Question. How many Gonzaga games have you guys watched this season? Guthrie and I have watched. I'll, I'll tell you how many I've watched, and you can. I've watched. I think three or four. Really? Yeah, that's about yeah, the same for me. That's, 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 I've, I've, I've watched four. Most watched, of them were in the watched, Bahamas. <laughs> I was going to say I've watched a few at the very early part of the season and a few at the very end of the season. I watched the St. Mary's game. In the championship conference championship, mm. did, did you watch the, sh- the second St. Mary's game? Because Guthrie and I did. We had money on Gonzaga. Yep. See, you guys have been burned before. This is that's this is your emotional betting that you're talking about <laughs> yeah. before. It might be. Well, we saw a train wreck of a basketball team out on that floor that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Utah, yep. Fresno State. We got we got to hurry up. Yeah, guys. yeah. Let's, right, let's right. move right along. Uh, uh, I like Utah. I like Utah too. Go Utah. Go Jakob's hurdle. I like. Yeah. Hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> hurdle. Uh, yeah, Can you like believe that guy was a USA All-American? Really? Is he even American? Oh, you don't have to be American to be a USA really? All-American. Really? Had these United yeah, States no, All-Americans. <laughs> All right, are you going to make America great again, well, Guthrie? Guthrie would have hey, Jakob building the wall, paying for it himself. That's terrible, yeah. Guthrie. <laughs> we don't condone anything that Guthrie is saying. We dis- disavow all this. You probably hated Paige Stoyakovich too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, no, oh, Paige was my favorite. Jakob, yeah. I'm a fan of Jakob. <laughs> I like his game. Utah's us around. Probably call him Jacob when he's not looking. Absolutely, <laughs> Utah. Oh, how about this one? That we could talk a while about this, but we're gonna mm. have to keep it concise. Dayton and Syracuse. Dayton is the seven. Syracuse is the ten. And Doug Gottlieb lost it when he saw that pop up. But uh, Dayton, great matchup for Syracuse. I, I really like this game. Um, I, I think it's an excellent game to uh, bet on. Um, I really, really like Dayton. I think that they'll be able to match up 
really well and break the zone of uh, Syracuse and be able to cover the three uh, without without changing what they do. What is the line currently right now? Can you tell us? Um, I could. Uh, I actually don't see one up yet. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Oh, it's it's I'll, broken, Vegas. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some uh, some looking. But let's assume that it's a pick. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I I could see it being pretty close. You know, pick them minus one, one way or another. I don't think the Syracuse fans are going to come in on their team with some money. I really, don't. I think Syracuse fans are are pretty frustrated with their team, and I don't think they're going to back them financially. So I think this might hover around where it is right now. Even though Syracuse has a tremendously large fan base, yeah, they do. Yeah. They get a ton of support. So I've only seen Dayton play maybe two games this season, one and a half. I don't know them as well as Mike does, but. Uh, their defense is very good, but I, how are they going to score against Syracuse? I, mean, I love Scoochie Smith, right? Mainly because of his name, Scoochie Smith, man. But uh, I mean, how, how are they going to score? Just break they, it down. For they me are a mid-range jump shooting team. That's their bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, they they make money off of floaters and mid-range jumpers. Well, they can drop in that hole, so that'll be nice for them. Yeah, yeah they they do they do attack. They get everything in the paint, in and around the All paint. All right, Mike, um, they your don't pick. shoot the three ball. I'm a Dayton man, and it is a uh, plus one Dayton currently. Taylor. I'm going to go with Syracuse. I think it's Syracuse. Catherine. I like Dayton. I'm taking Syracuse because Archie Miller was one of my most despised ACC players in a previous podcast, if mm. we remember that. So, I do. I do. Uh, I'm keeping that vendetta. I'm going Find us on iTunes. And I also think that... Great interview. Uh, I, think, I think Syracuse circles the wagons a little bit on this one. All right. And they'll have the best player on the floor, so I like that too. Finally... Trevor Cooney, I assume, is no. who you're referring to. <laughs> He needs to just be excommunicated from the floor. Michigan State, Middle Tennessee State. Michigan State wins. Okay. Done. Now, if it it were Northern Tennessee State, maybe. All right, here's my Sweet 16, and then you guys can follow. (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. I'm very happy about that. We have fun. We have fun. Uh, Don't leave it on the editing room floor. That is gold. (laughs) I'm going Virginia. Purdue, Seton Hall, Michigan State. Okay. All right, Guthrie? Damn. That, I thought it was going to be the outlier by picking Purdue. Oh, well. Uh, Virginia, Purdue. I'll go Utah and then Michigan State. Mm. Virginia, Purdue, Gonzaga, Michigan State. <laughs> I'm all oh, in. I've, I've, I've made my bet. <laughs> well, you're <Yeah>. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, Virginia, Little Rock, Utah, and then... Dayton. Little Rock! I think Dayton. I don't think Michigan State makes a sweet 16. Oh, man. Gosh, I Mike, hope, how much is it I killing you to pick Virginia right. in these games? I know you don't I, want to. I, I think Virginia has an ex. I You know what? I think Virginia is going to be excellent value for your Final Four bet. You can do Final Four futures when you get to Vegas. I think because Michigan State is in their bracket, they're likely going to be five or six to one. Yeah, I think that's I love great. It. That's great value if you can get them there for a Final I mean, Four I'll bet. I'll just say that future matchup between Virginia and Michigan State is the kind of games that the Venetian was built on. They <laughs> built those palaces in the desert on that kind of thing. Yeah, you, you, that probably makes you're probably making uh <laughs> making our resident homer nervous Are you, oh, dude. do you want to do you want to take the next 60 seconds and talk about how you feel about michigan state being in the same bracket you as know, virginia at least at least virginia won't potentially see them until the elite eight matchup so hard to beat a team three times true true i think i said those words yeah last, i've heard last, you say them several podcast. times guess <laughs> Um, do we so yeah. do we want to fill out or so we're we're saying Michigan State Virginia all of us in the Elite Eight 
I, uh, I don't even have Michigan State into the Sweet 16. I think. Dude. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We have, we have. <laughs> yeah. Did you miss? You missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got Dayton, man. Go Scoochie yeah, we had no Scoochie Scoochie Smith. Smith. I, I like Dayton. I mean, Dayton and like Little it. Rock coming out Charles of Charles Cook. Oh, out of Charles my, Cook is my, in my here. Dude, I don't know if you guys know, but Dayton won the regular season A10 championship. Mike, okay? Mike, your face right there. Your <laughs> your face, Mike, just. <laughs> can, can you say that one more time? <laughs> oh, Michigan, know, State Michigan State will not, will not make the Sweet 16. You Man. heard it here first. I got it with a, with a joyous expression. <laughs> Just jubilee all over in that corner right now. I love it. Yeah. So who do you have making it to the Elite Eight out of out of that side of the bracket? Uh, I, I have Utah. I have Utah there. Utah. I, okay. I do like Utah. So you, 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 you're, you're thinking Utah, Virginia? In the uh, yes, I am. And I'm thinking Virginia advances. I think they make their first Final Four in however long. I don't, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know Virginia history like that, but. Uh, did we did we pick our East teams besides from the Sweet 16? Did we? No, we didn't. We kind of grew. Let's keep going over there. Uh, uh, I like North Carolina to make it to the Elite Eight, and I think they will be joined by Xavier. That's not exciting. Mm, yeah. But I picked West Virginia out. Happens all the time. And then I have yeah. uh, I had Michigan making a run to the Sweet 16. I don't think Michigan can make the Elite Eight, so I guess I'm stuck with Xavier. Yeah, all right. not not very exciting. But and then I'm, North Carolina is in the Final Four. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Kentucky over North Carolina, and then Xavier over oh. Michigan. I think is that. I think that's why. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and then Xavier. So Xavier and Kentucky, and then Kentucky in the Final Four. Okay, cool. Mm, I love that. Mm. Uh, Big blue corner over here. Taylor's about yeah. to do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> now that Guthrie picked them, it makes me. Less like, pick them yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, I know. I can understand. It that. makes me seem like I'm not independent. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and I just—it's hard to get through UNC. So I'm actually going to go UNC and West Virginia here, and I think UNC gets the final four. All right. Wow. I'm going. Wow. I'm going Kentucky Notre Dame rematch of <laughs> rematch of last I year's hope that Elite happens. Eight. That would be amazing. Match of oh, last so year's happy. Elite Eight. Kentucky brings it home. Kentucky in the final four. So your final four is Kentucky. Baylor, yeah. Virginia, and Villanova. Uh, no, not Villanova. Did you have A&M? Baylor. No, Baylor. Baylor, and okay. then uh, who? who else? Mike, South? you picked Villanova. Oh, we haven't. I did, we haven't I did done have Villanova. We haven't I did done have our Villanova. South. Oh, you had uh, Maryland. No, no, I had Villanova. I had Villanova. He's right. Oh, okay. I had Villanova, okay. Baylor, Kentucky, Virginia. That's okay. my final four. Okay. Why don't we all go through and just say our final four? Okay, Mike just gave his. You can give yours. What was Mike's? Uh, mine is Villanova, Baylor, uh, Virginia, and Kentucky. Okay. Mine is going to be Maryland. Oh, you had Maryland. Oklahoma, Virginia, and North Carolina. Okay, I've got... Should, should we do national championship? National champion? <laughs> I mean, or? Well, you know what? I, I have a bad Final Four, and I'm embarrassed by it, but that's okay. how it turned out, all right? Okay. So I'm just well, going to say guess, it. I'm going to yeah, say it ahead, and get it over ahead. with because it's not fun. It's not interesting. Kansas, North Carolina, Virginia, Oklahoma. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. You know, I've heard someone say this once. That's how they built the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I also have Kansas out of the south. Uh, I have Oklahoma out of the west. Kentucky out of the East, and Michigan State out of the Midwest. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. trendier than mine. A little verse jinx there for you. 
I mean, it's it's worked in the past. So what do we think is the most is going to be the most common Final Four? Is it going to be Kansas, North Carolina, Michigan State, Oklahoma? Do you think that that's going to be the most commonly picked Final Four? Yes, absolutely. Kansas okay. will be the most common pick, I would assome. Obviously, yeah. they're the number one. They're team also overall, joke artists, they, though. So I'm, and that's I'm, I might change that. I mean, Kansas, Can Oklahoma seems pretty common. The most, I think, definitely that what you just said is going to be the yeah big the favorite. So I guess going yeah. Virginia isn't too bad. No, even mm-hmm. though they're a one seed, that's kind of a yeah a little yeah. bit of against yeah. the grain. I still feel bad. Picking three one seeds in Oklahoma. Eh. Well, the cream rises to the top. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Join us next week, and we will eventual re-evaluate. national champions. Or we wait till no, we'll we'll, hold we'll, we'll re-pick again we'll at the Sweet that. Sixteen. Yeah. Follow follow my adventures on Twitter. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Oh man, it's gonna be. Mike will be in Vegas. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can just search for ACC Basketball Degenerates and uh, leave us a review. And uh, you don't have to write much, but. Hopefully give us a high number of stars and tell us what you think. Um, and find us on Twitter at ACCBBallDGens. Vegas Mike, his exploits in uh, Sin City will be on there all week. Mm-hmm. And um, find us on Facebook and, and Twitter. I already said that. There yeah. You know. Awesome. All right, boys. Rub it out. Later. Later.